Welcome to Take 10 with Kathy Nimmer, a chance for you to meet the new hires joining TSC. We certainly hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. We are back for another opportunity to meet people new to the district this year. And full disclosure, I consider this person a close a close friend. So I am really looking forward to hearing more from her, and I know you'll enjoy it too. Everybody, welcome Stephanie Bosma. Stephanie, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Kathy. Tell everyone where you teach and what you teach. I teach first grade at Klondike Elementary. Awesome. And I know that your journey into that Klondike classroom um, is is an interesting one. Why don't you tell everyone what uh, what what led to you becoming a teacher at Klondike? I can remember being probably five to 10 years old and playing school in the garage with my sisters. And I would set up the desk and put out all the papers and the crayons. And I would have a whole list of things they had to do. And I loved playing school when I was a kid. And then as soon as I I was a a 4-H member for way more than 10 years, and I would often be in charge of some of the younger 4-Hers and I could lead games and crafts with them and I loved doing that and then um, I had two aunts that were special to me that were teachers Aunt Essie taught in a one-room schoolhouse in southern Indiana and then um, Sister Mary Agnes is another aunt of mine who is a a teacher and both of them would talk about how they led um, they got the students involved and they would have them act out social study scenes for example rather than um, reading it from a book and they were always so enthusiastic about about their career in teaching and and that always touched me too and then finally when I was in seventh grade I think Central Catholic uh, did the production of The Wizard of Oz and I had an acting role but they also put me in charge of a group of little ballerina munchkins and I think they were preschoolers and they uh, one of them was dropped off and she was just crying because because she had been left and screaming and inconsolable and I was able to get her turned around with my uh, reverse psychology I didn't know what I was doing but I just did what was natural and got that whole group of munchkins dancing in order and having fun and and I think right then was when I said I want to do something like this when I get older, and I'm still friends with that that little preschooler now. She's a mom of five girls, and I've told her this story before. So really, that was the, the pattern, and I knew kind of early and felt pretty secure about it ever since. So fast forward, I, I got married, had children, would, did go to Purdue for elementary education. I um, taught, I homeschooled my kids for a while, and then I started teaching full-time later in life, um, three year, five years at St. Mary's. And then this year I've just begun at Klondike. And I landed in first grade um, at St. Mary's about um, four years ago. And I think first grade is exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I'm really loving it and glad that I listened to the path that was laid out for me. That's awesome. I, I adore this image of your one aunt teaching in the, the one room <laughs> schoolhouse, you know, the, those teachers from, from the past and in rural areas, even still to, to some degree now, um, they, they have to be the ultimate masters in, in multitasking and in figuring out um, how to serve kiddos with different needs, different ages, different subjects. And then yes. your, your, your story with the little, with the little munchkin yes. ballerina. Ah! 
That's awesome. Uh, well, your first grade classroom is is magical. I've had the privilege of being um, in there in a couple of ways virtually um, this year, and it's wonderful. And I know, so I know kind of this answer, but our listeners don't. Um, what what kind of teacher are you? What personality do you project when you're up in front of your kiddos? My goal is always to project enthusiasm. I think that whatever personality a teacher brings into a classroom, that's going to be spread to the students. And that's, that's what I want them to feel when they're in school. I want them to feel enthusiastic. And when you're enjoying something, when you feel good about something, then uh, the rest just comes naturally. And they're, they're going to be learning and advancing without even knowing it's happening. So I, I, enthusiasm is my goal. That's wonderful. And I, and I felt that. Um, so in that light, as you look ahead to the rest of the school year, do you have any particular goals or hopes or projects you're anticipating? Um, what, what's coming up for you guys? Well, my goal for this year with the pandemic and the interruptions and the, the inability to have as many small groups and one-on-one -on -one interaction, there's, there's a lot of negatives that we have. Um, my goal is always to to uh, try to outweigh those negatives with positives. So if I could just have them all reading by the end of the year, that is my academic goal for them. As far as socially, I want them all to feel confident in, in what they've learned. I want them to focus on their growth more than um, the mistakes they made. And then in doing that, I, I hope to incorporate a little bit of surprise and delight every week. That was something that I learned from a superintendent in Kentucky when he spoke, I forget his name, but when he spoke at a keynote at a conference was um, to incorporate surprise and delight into your classroom. And that helps me to have something to look forward to and I get excited. And so every week I try to have a little bit of surprise and delight. So this week we hope to dress as doctors and do contraction surgery if we can fit that in. And next week I may dress as a magician and tie that into a, a writing assignment. So every week, a little bit of a goal to keep school exciting and then also to keep the learning happening so that they have the base that they need to move on to second grade next year. I love the word delight. I do too. Um, yeah, that captures such a such an engagement in in emotions but also intellect and yeah i love that i hmm, i may have Surprise to and delight. you need I that have. in your life too cappy uh i love it um i did notice um in some of your social media postings that you're also running now right is that is that a new goal or a new activity for you yeah for me personally about a year and a half ago um, I used to drive up and down the street and see these people panting and sweating. And I would look at them and say, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Why in the world would someone do that to themselves? I could never do that. And the second I hear myself say, I could never do that. My other self says to me, never say can't. And I don't let my students say this either. It's the power of yet. I can't do that yet. So I, I immediately used that as a way to start my first grade classroom two years ago when I started my first running and half marathon training. I told them that I certainly cannot run a half marathon. I could not run to the end of my third mile driveway without stopping and thinking I had a lung tumor or something. And, and by uh, 12 weeks later, I could run 13 miles without stopping. And I told them that that was due to the hard work and training and the people who helped guide me through that because I... I did it with help. I didn't do it on my own. And I told them that's what their reading career is going to be like. They can't do it yet, but with the hard work on their own part 
and accepting guidance from the people who are trying to lead them, they will absolutely be running 13 miles and reading chapter books by the end of that year or the next year. So that's one way I can tie in my own interests to keep teaching fun for me. And then that enthusiasm hopefully spills over to the students. But yeah, um, just to keep keep the mental health strong and the physical health strong through running. It's something I enjoy doing on my own time. Fantastic. I love to wind up these interviews by asking um, about some favorites and I'll just throw one your way today. So when you're not teaching um, and you're not running, what is your favorite thing to do on your downtime? I love to sit by the fireplace with my family and either read a book or do a puzzle or play a game with them. Mm, love that image. Thank you, Stephanie, for joining us today. It is it is pure delight having a friend come into the district and and thereby fall into my caseload. I would have been uh, walking this journey with you anyway, but we get to do it officially. Um, and you're just adding so much to Klondike and to the district, and I'm just so very glad you're here with us. Kathy, you are a treasure, and you are part of what makes the TSC a great place to work, and I'm grateful for you. That's it for this episode of Take 10 with Kathy Nimmer. I hope you like what you heard. Remember, the true meaning in life is to plant trees under whose shade you do not expect to sit. Go plant those trees, and I'll see you again next week.